Will the 2024 election year have a negative impact on your retirement? This is Retirement Revealed, where Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you towards making smarter retirement, investment, and tax planning decisions. Welcome to Retirement Revealed. I'm your host, Jeremy Kyle, and we're here to turn your retirement savings into retirement income. Today, we're talking about how 2024 and some other important years coming up are going to affect your retirement. I've got Patrice Sakura, my producer, joining us as well. Hey, Jeremy, how are you? Doing very well. Of course, it's election year just about. And yes. uh, I don't know about you, but just about everyone I talk to is is worried about it. We don't know what's going to happen. And when there is uncertainty, you know people get very upset and the markets get upset. Yeah, that's what's interesting is uh, it seems like everyone is worried about what's going to happen. They get worried about what's going to happen to the point where maybe they make some uh, hmm. decisions with their money that turns out later on they didn't have to worry about. At least that's what I've seen as a financial advisor for 20 years. And it seems like a lot of it has to do with politics. So 2024 is an election year. You're probably worried about your money uh, since it's an election year. And I'm here to say, don't. Don't bother. <laughs> don't worry about it. It's a presidential election year, though, Jeremy. People will. But I think just before we, we started recording, we were talking about how it the markets, they do their thing no matter who was elected. It seems that way. Like I said, I've been a financial advisor for 20 years. And of course, I like to read. I'm looking at an article right now from Forbes Advisor. I'll put that in the, the show notes. But it shows that uh, in all these different years, so they went back to 1964. So they've got you know 60 years now hmm. coming up on presidential elections. I think that's what, 15 different presidential elections. And the average calendar year return was eight percentage points for all that. And then they put in uh, kind of before the election, how things were going, and it was 8.4%. So all this worry didn't really do too much to the huh. stock market ahead of time. And then actually the 12 months after the election, the market returned 9.3% in their study. So actually the, the market uh, really, you know, 8%, 84 9.3%. Can you really say anything to do with politics had to do with the stock market? right there doesn't uh, sound like it it doesn't sound like it when no. you look at democrat republican uh it's interesting whichever side of the aisle you think you're on you're worried about the uh, other side of the aisle mm -hmm. and i see here uh george bush in 2000 got elected stock market dropped 22 percent over the next year uh george bush republican what it, of course it's 2000 that yeah. has nothing to do uh with the 22 percent you know what did have to do with 22 percent is he got elected you know in November, or, you know, maybe January. Remember that hanging chads back in the day, okay. right? With that yeah. uh, election. So let's just say he got elected in November. Well, it's 2000. It's the height of the tech verbal bust. And then a year later, it's actually now encompassing 9-11-2001. 9-11, the tech verbal bust, you know, that, that, that has nothing to do with who got elected. And and yet that's uh, you see a, a negative value there, or you take a look and you got the uh, Democrat side, and Barack Obama gets elected in two thousand eight, and the stock market actually went up by eight percent the year afterwards. And you think, well, uh, stock market two thousand eight is horrible. 
it was horrible, but we're talking 12 months later, by the end of 2009, uh, that big drop that happened before he got elected and the big jump that I think had nothing to do with whether or not he got elected uh, all comes into there. And 8.2%, that kind of seems like a, a normal return, but it was a crazy kind of down and up to get there. And I just don't know that that had anything to do with whether it was Barack or whether it was a Democrat. Uh, you look at Donald Trump, right? He's supposed to be good for the stock market. Stock market went up 21% after he got elected. That's you know good for him, right? Mm -hmm. Well, what happened in 2020? Joe Biden gets elected. The stock market went up 40% after he got elected. But does that have anything to do with a Democrat or Joe Biden or Donald Trump? No, it had to do with the coronavirus. And <laughs> the market dropped earlier. He gets elected just while the stock market's going up. Nothing to do really with the you know, who got elected. And so my uh, my encouragement, when you look at all the stats on Democrat, Republican, election year, non-election year, seems like it has nothing to do with who gets elected, who doesn't get elected. My encouragement when you're planning for your retirement, when you're making investment decisions, is to focus on things you can't control. And politics is definitely something you cannot control. And it seems like it doesn't matter anyways. But still vote, still vote. Yeah, go ahead and vote. It's an important thing, right? But 2024 is not the only year that's coming up that matters a lot to your investments. I think there's a few things that are coming up ahead of us here beyond 2024 that are more important than 2024. And one of them is 2026. The year 2026 is a tax law change. The tax law that was passed a few years ago is going away. 2026 it's going to revert back to the laws we had in 2017, which means that the tax rates are scheduled to go up. The amount of standard deductions are scheduled to go down and you only have two years to prepare for it. Uh, just about everyone I talk to thinks taxes are going up. One reason they think taxes are going up is because that's the law. The law says taxes are going up in 2026 and the years of 2024, 2025, might be really big years for you to realize income, right? I talked to the uh, Wisconsin Institute of CPAs just recently, and I said, here's a really some really good advice. And they all agree with me. They're all accountants. They, <laughs> and so I was happy when they agree with me. Uh, but my advice was, if you have a high tax rate, try to lower your income and let less of your income hit that high tax rate. But if you have a low tax rate, try to increase your income. Try to have more of your income hit that lower tax rate. And if you believe that taxes are going up in 2026, which is what the law says, if you have money in a traditional IRA, traditional 401k, and if you plan it out, don't do anything until you plan it out to say, what is my tax rate now? What's my tax rate scheduled to be in the future? Uh, you just might be in a spot where you can do Roth conversions and kind of lock in your tax rate uh, mm -hmm. in anticipation of the taxes going up. And if this tax law goes the way it's supposed to go. I mean, it's the law right now. You only have two years left to prepare for it. Uh, those two years of 2024 and 25 might be big uh, tax years. And of course, if you think that the market's gonna drop because of the election, well, if the market drops and the market is lower, that's actually a decent time to take some control of what the market, what the economy, what politics maybe gave you. And that if you convert while the market's lower, Hopefully it comes back in the future. Hopefully it goes up in the future, but at least when it goes up, 
uh, it should be at that point because you converted over some of your money to the Roth, that would be tax-free growth. And so if you're expecting volatility, uh, if it happens, perhaps make use of that volatility and look at those Roth conversions to try to capture income at a low tax rate, which helps you avoid uh, income at a higher tax rate later on. That sounds like a great idea to me. If there is volatility, use it. Use it to your advantage. That's exactly it. You can't control it, but you can control your reaction to it and being prepared for things ahead of time, kind of knowing here's what I might do when the market drops, if and when it drops, there's good planning for your retirement. And that's the key, the word right there, planning. Don't, yes. don't do this emotionally. Don't do it knee-jerk. Plan. <laughs> That's uh, that's about it. Uh, it's it's amazing how many people I talked to in 2008, 2012, who are making decisions about their investments and buying gold and buying oil and selling their stocks because they're worried what Barack Obama would do to the economy. And what happened? Oil and gold went down and the stocks went up. And the exact opposite happened in 2016. If you were someone that thought Trump is going to destroy the world and destroy the economy, what we say earlier, the stock market went up 20% the year afterwards. So a lot of people are making these emotional decisions, and I just haven't seen many emotional decisions working out uh, when it comes to investing, especially. It's Jeremy Kyle here, and I know you're listening to the Retirement Reveal Podcast because you want to learn more about making great retirement decisions. I've created a free video course for you to do just that. Head over to 5stepretirementplan.com and sign up to receive this video training right in your email inbox. We broke down our 5-step retirement plan into bite-sized videos so you can get started on the retirement, investment, and tax planning you need to create a consistent retirement income. Go to 5stepretirementplan.com, use the number or spell it out, you'll get there either way. 5stepretirementplan.com. Thanks for listening, and now for the rest of the show. Speaking of emotional decisions and the third rail when it comes to Congress, talk about Social Security. Yes, uh, you brought up the third rail, which is my third point, which is the third year we're talking about here, and that uh, in 2034, or perhaps they've redone the math and it's 2033 or 2035, uh -huh. uh, they redo the math on this every year with Social Security. But coming up in about 10 years is when the Social Security Trust Fund is supposed to be at zero. Now, real quick on that, a lot of people hear Social Security Trust Fund goes to zero. They hear Social Security is bankrupt, and they believe Social Security is mm -hmm. going away as if you will get not $1. But read to the second sentence in that news article. Read to the second paragraph in the report that Social Security does every year. And it says that when the trust fund goes to zero, that Social Security will still have enough money to pay out it's usually something like 77 cents yeah. on the dollar, where if they promised you $100, they have enough coming in to pay you out 77. Now, nobody wants a 23% pay cut. At the same time, a 23% pay cut is drastically different than a 100% pay cut. Mm -hmm. And when I hear from people that I need to take my social security because it's going away, uh, things like that, and we talk through a couple more minutes, it seems like they're making a decision because they believe Social Security is going to zero when it's actually the Social Security trust fund that's going to zero. And there will still be enough, all the projections show, there will still be enough to pay out close to 80% of the promises in Social Security. So perhaps you do your spreadsheet and you make your decision on Social Security having a 20% cut. 
But that might be a different story than if you think that in 10 years, Social Security is going away to zero. And, and trust me, I've seen the, the spreadsheets. I've done those spreadsheets. It's a different story when you look at the reality that Social Security is projecting a 20-some percent pay cut. Uh, that's the reality compared to the emotion of the third rail that Social Security is going away absolutely completely. Now, it feels like it's close. And it is close. It's 10 years away. Let me tell you, though, about what happened the last time Social Security had a change. And that was 1983. Now, I don't remember that. I was just a few years old. But I read a lot. And what I've read is that Social Security Trust Fund was within a few months of running out of money. So it seems like uh, a couple of things. Congress, American politicians have a pattern here that they don't seem to do anything about a problem until the last minute. <laughs> You've I've got a feeling. That? Yeah. Yeah, there's not, nothing like a deadline to actually get somebody to, to do something. So while 10 years away, that seems really close, especially with 2024 as election year, I cannot imagine that Social Security is going to change uh, in the year 2024. I can't imagine that's going to change soon. But clearly it has to change sometime in the next 10 years because this is a problem. And thankfully, back in 1983, they made some changes. Now they thought those changes would last for 75 years. Clearly they only lasted for about 50 years. But hey, that's not too bad. If uh, Congress can figure out something that puts Social Security on a good path for 50 more years, I, they're in the right direction, I'd say, uh, on there. But be prepared that there's likely to be some changes to Social Security at some point. I just don't think those changes are happening this year. And remember, the projections are not that Social Security is going away. It's that Social Security is expecting a pay cut coming up. What changes do you see possible with Social Security and Congress? Yeah, well, there's only two things you can do with Social Security. You can raise the revenue or decrease the, right. the payouts. And of course, the current projection is that the payouts will have to decrease. There's no, uh, no way around it. They won't have the revenue to do that. I figure that you got to do two things. You've got to increase the revenue and you've got to decrease the expenses, which means um, both sides will be unhappy. So if there's a headline that says, Social Security has changed, nobody likes it, it's probably the right fix, whatever that fix might be. I think you're probably right, Jeremy. Yep, you got it. And of course, the reason we're talking about 2024, 2026, 2034 with Social Security is that these are the questions I'm getting all the time of how does the election affect my money? What should I do about the tax law change in 2026? What's going on with Social Security and how do I make some good decisions with that? Uh, I've been getting a lot of these questions from my clients. Uh, there's also a lot of questions I get on YouTube and Facebook comments. So if you'd like to send me a question, I'll get it answered as soon as I can. And we'll be able to answer that question you know, for the benefit of the rest of our audience. So just head on over to retirement-reveal.com. I've got in the top right corner a uh, Ask Jeremy a Question uh, box. So go ahead, uh, go to retirement-revealed or retirement-revealed.com. And ask me a question. Can't wait to hear from you. Can't wait to answer a question. And can't wait to get that question out here on a future episode to just uh, benefit everyone else. Sounds like a great idea. Listen to Jeremy. Get those questions in. Let's see what's on your mind. Yeah, you got it. Well, well thanks for coming through, Patrice, on to the uh, show to talk through a few of these things. I always love having you on. No problem. I enjoy it. Thanks.
Yep. And uh, thank you for listening to the Retirement Reveal Podcast. We believe if you know more about your money, you will feel better about your money and you will make better money decisions. This was another great episode of the Retirement Revealed Podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to automatically get our latest episodes. If you liked our show and want even more, please give us a rating and a review at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. We would love to hear from you. Please go to retirement-revealed.com to learn more and send us your questions and feedback. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners, Thrivent, or its affiliates. The guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by Thrivent Advisor Network. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal accounting or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have with your investment planning. Advisory persons of Thriven provide advisory services under a doing business as name or may have their own legal business entities. However, advisory services are engaged exclusively through Thrivent Advisor Network LLC, a registered investment advisor. Kyle Financial Partners and Thrivent Advisor Network LLC are not affiliated companies. Information in this message is for the intended recipients only. Please visit our website, www.kylefp.com, for important disclosures.